Yeah, that works pretty well, but I got a big fat head and it starts to hurt after a little while. Hello, internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at a to z horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. You know, Jack, you're forcing me to use the word perplexed an awful lot lately. <laughs> nice. Uh, and sitting next to Jake is someone who can only speak through the stomachs of the living. It's Mark. That's me. <laughs> you were pleased with that one before you even said it, Jack. I was, I liked that one. Okay. Well, also, I'm just so confused by it. We'll get to that when we start the review. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, what movie are we reviewing this week? Well, for those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And another mm-hmm. thing we do is spoil the shit out of that movie. So mm-hmm. uh, this week we'll be spoiling 2007's Dead Silence. Uh, we'll get into talking about that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, Mark, what are you drinking this week? Uh, and just to reiterate, some of these beers might be spoilers. Uh, mine is not a spoiler for the plot of the movie. It is a spoiler for what I'm going to rate this movie. I am drinking a uh, Stupid by Lagunitis. <laughs> uh, stupid it's, it's with delicious. two O's, right? That's all I got. I'm gonna pro- all right. I'm gonna rate your pronunciation of Lagunitas stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. I- I always say it wrong. How did I Pop say it? Pop stupid. You said like <laughs> Lagunidas. Uh, I usually like, call it uh, Lagunidas. So. Okay. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, Jake, what are you drinking this week? Jesus. Um, actually, I was able to grab a beer that is totally unrelated and, and fit it in this week because this movie oh, is just <laughs> so. Scram it right in there. Just it shoehorn is, that so... fucker right in. Absolutely. It's so shallow that you can do that. So I'm drinking a beer called The Poet, and on okay. The Poet, there is a raven. I'm showing the guys Jesus. because it's super helpful for the listeners. So clearly yep. a Poe reference. This is by New Holland Brewing in uh, Michigan. It's an oatmeal stout. Uh, but hey, this movie, Raven's Fair is a town. It's all about this poem. There you go. <laughs> it's, it fits. Uh, hey, mine's still right. in the Don't you house, dare. Jack, don't you dare tell me that's not good. <laughs> well, this week I am drinking uh, Boston Lager from Sam Adams. Because um, Donnie Wahlberg, he's a Boston boy. He is. And uh, so I went went right to the heart of the matter and got myself some Boston Lager. Yours was even worse than Jake's. That cannot possibly be true. Mine was great. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Fuck you. These were all actually pretty mediocre at best. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, just the like the movie. Need. Hmm. Before we get into the meat of uh, the review this week, uh, you guys want to go talk about what's been rocking our horror worlds this last week? Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Mark, That is the format of our staring show. Staring dead-eyed at me. I like, was going to leave you hanging. Jesus See, would you had anything snappy? I'm just trying to keep you on your toes. I, I had nothing snappy. Yeah, well, that's typical. I'm fully As yes always. and Jake's full of no but. <laughs> so, Mark, what's been rocking your horror world this week? I have two things to talk about. The first of which oh. is a movie that I literally completely forgot about. That I watched. Uh, I watched this on a Friday night, admittedly after 
partaking in some alcoholic beverage consumption. But That doesn't sound like you. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much par for the course. And I'll say that I usually remember the things I watch. I only remembered that I'd actually seen this movie because I went back and was looking at, like, the new arrivals on Netflix or something. And I was like, hey, this looks good. And then I clicked on it and I was like, I've seen this already. <laughs> so that movie is called The Resort with a Z. It's oh, about God. zombies. Oh, I've seen that on there. Uh, zombie flick, right? It's a zombie flick. It's basically like zombies meet Jurassic Park. Like there's, it's after a zombie apocalypse has occurred and they've wrangled a bunch of zombies onto an island and, and you can like, as a tourist <laughs> attraction, go there and shoot them. Um... <laughs> Oh, that's you actually would a way better things... premise than I was expecting. <laughs> As you would imagine, things go poorly and the zombies get out and kill everyone. Uh, and on Netflix, it has like a three and a half star rating, and I could not for the life of me tell you why. I think that's probably because it's new. No, because there's the a bunch of other The Netflix ratings are also incomprehensible to me. No, Under I've the noticed. Shadow has like a two star rating. Yeah, well, it's been on longer than The Resort. It came out on Netflix like a week ago. What are you talking about? Mm debatable i don't think Whatever. there's anything we can prove that <laughs> no no way to look that at up. at best they showed up at the same time a- anyways my point is <laughs> that rating it, will go down it is a resoundingly forgettable movie mm-hmm. as evidence it sounds by the like fact it wasn't that absolutely terrible though i guess i mean neither like, forgettable is, like, doesn't necessarily mean terrible sure it, it it's chicken noodle soup isn't bad soup but it is very bland yeah, 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 but you never, like, wish you hadn't had that soup. I disagree with that. Sometimes you wish you had wait, spent your time on a more fulfilling soup, but... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This movie will give you FOMO, I suppose. Uh, I'm not even <laughs> yeah. really sure I'm willing to say that it was good. I don't, I don't remember, or bad, I'm, I don't remember enough about this movie to properly weigh in on how good it was. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, uh, man. I, I don't mean that as a means of, like, I am incompetent. I mean that as a, as a way of saying this movie is just, this is a saltine cracker of a movie. Ah, well, it came across as a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. That's because I am a little bit of column A. I mean, let's, let's be real here. <laughs> the other movie I watched, to keep it moving, was a much better made movie. I watched Morgan. Uh, that was the one directed by oh, Rid- yeah. Ridley Scott's son. Starring yeah. everyone and their dog. Uh, star-studded mm. cast. Like, absolutely star-studded. Kate Mara. Sure. Um, this might be a very small spo- uh, spoiler, but Anya Taylor-Joy's in it. Rose Leslie's in it. Um, which is... It, it's interesting because, like, all of the lead actors are all women. Which is, like, a pretty cool choice. Especially because Kate Mara's character is... I mean, you could have cast Jason Statham in that role, and it would have been fine. Um, so the fact that they chose Kate Mara, I <laughs> find to be pretty interesting. Um, and that kind of segues into what my actual thoughts on where the movie is. This wasn't a horror movie. It was an action movie. I- I'm a little... Okay. I feel a little betrayed that this was billed even a little bit as a horror movie. And maybe they were trying to, and they just like couldn't pull it off. But, yeah, there's, sure. there's a non-zero amount of like Jason Statham hand-to-hand combat style in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so now, what kind of soup would you say this movie is? This is a this is a lobster bisque. <laughs> uh, okay. It might be the best part of your evening, but that's only if you yada yada the rest of it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was a deep pull, my friend. Thanks. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I know very few soup references, so that one's probably going to come out again if you keep asking me to make soup. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't. I don't not re- recommend it. I mean, it was a well-made movie. Uh, I, I like the acting is great. The directing, I, I gotta say, Luke Scott did a good job directing it. It looks beautiful. I think it was shot mostly in uh, British Columbia and a few other places. Um, sure. I just think the script was pretty weak to start. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's it's a flawed movie certainly, but you know, you're not gonna be super disappointed if you sit down and watch it. It has like this a one fun- struck me as a movie that just did not seem like it had that much unique. I don't know. It just not. It didn't seem unique. I'm struggling to even find a way to describe my feelings on the trailer. And I don't. The trailer made it seem a lot different than it actually was. So maybe that's a good okay, thing. Maybe for you. that's maybe a it's good a bad thing. thing. Yeah. I, I think it's indicative. It, on on Metascore, it has like a 50, which I think is pretty indicative of like, it's it's just right down the fucking middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's fair enough. Uh, Jake, how about you? What's been rocking your horror world this week? I, I also have two things, like Mark. The first of which is a movie that I had I hadn't seen, and I'm just sitting around, kind of like perusing, looking for a movie to watch, and it pops up, and it's popped up thousands of times. Right? I've always passed it by, and I didn't have anything better at the moment. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take the plunge. I've heard relatively good things about this. Let's give it a watch. And I watched The Mist. The oh yeah yeah. It's from, like, 2007, Stephen King joint. I've seen that one. Yeah, I think most people have, and that's why I finally (laughs) decided to watch it, because I'm in the minority of the horror community for not having seen it, I feel like. Uh, I still haven't seen it. Okay, I really didn't like it. Um, And that's mostly because I just feel like it hasn't aged well at all. Like, uh, transporting myself back to 2007, this is a super CGI-heavy movie, and the CGI doesn't look good even for 2007 um <laughs> and there's there, there's so much of it that i just was like focusing on how bad i thought a lot of it looked um the one thing i will say about it is and this isn't really commentary on the movie in comparison to the stephen king novella but it had balls it definitely had balls sure which i give it props for i just didn't particularly like everything that it took out of me and it's like a two-hour movie to get to that resolution. Um, Can't say I'd recommend it to many people, but it's one of those, like I said, I feel like a lot of people have seen it, so it's one that I just wanted to check off the list so I can now give a slightly more educated opinion when I say, eh. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I remember it, too. Yeah, I... it's It was another one that falls in the category to me of being fairly forgettable, aside from that ending, and it's... I don't know of a Stephen King novel. I know that he treads on like the Lovecraftian horror a little bit relatively often, I guess. But this yeah. one was very Lovecraftian. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. That was cool. I just didn't particularly like how it was executed for most of the movie. And there's a religious zealot character that was really annoying. <laughs> uh, All right. The other movie that I watched is Beyond the Gates. And that's from 20. That's recent. That's 2016 release really like that movie that was a lot of fun and it's just like okay. a small budget indie flick it's exactly what you'd want when you think of like a throwback late 80s early 90s vhs video game like if you take that concept and then you're like how would a movie about this be executed it does exactly yeah. that no more no less and i think that's <laughs> for the best to be honest uh yeah. really fun silly it uh starred the actor who played David Wong in John Dies at the End, the main character from that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was nice. just, yeah, it, had, it was just like a fun little flick. 
It had Barbara Crampton in it too, doesn't it? it? Yeah, Barbara Crampton is like the main voice on the VHS video game. I yeah. would be remiss we did that if we for didn't HRR. Her, so we did that for HRR like a month or two ago, right? Correct. Yeah, it's a yeah, relatively okay. new movie. I had to seek that one out on Amazon and rent it. Uh, but I would recommend that one to pretty much anyone if you're in for kind of like the mindless thrill ride. Thrill ride's okay. probably it- even the wrong word for it. It's kind of it's just silly, and I found it really enjoyable. Good throwback. <laughs> and you rented that on Amazon? Is that what you said? That is what I said, Jack. Thank you. Okay. I'm just making sure. You are. It's good. <laughs> you got to check me. Fact checker. Yeah. Absolutely. Got to check That's all yourself. I have this week. Before you wreck yourself. <clears throat> Jack, take us home, buddy. Nothing else, Jake? All right. Well, I've got a couple of things this week, too. Um one has taken up substantially more time than the other one. I've been playing uh, Seven Days to Die. <laughs> nice. I downloaded that on my fancy computer here, and uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's definitely it's still an alpha, I think. Uh, so it still needs a lot of polishing, a lot of work, but it's addictive as all hell. It's pretty much just Minecraft, um, from what I know about. But there's zombies instead of creepers, which are just zombies. So it's pretty much just Minecraft, but without like pixelated graphics. Um, but it's like not really a horror game apart from there's zombies there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's about it. As far as I can tell so far, it's kind of just a, you start with nothing. You got to craft everything and build stuff, build a shelter, build weapons, do all that shit, survive the zombie apocalypse. Um, that sounds so disappointingly not horror. Yeah. Um, a, but apart from there being zombies there, like there's no, and it being isolated, um, there's no real horror aspects of it. You know, so you're saying it's just not scary in its execution. Yeah, exactly. That's, um, yeah. <laughs> that's a motif that's yeah. going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is addictive as all hell, and I've put a tremendous number of hours into that this week. So Good work. That's, that's one thing that's been rocking my horror world, preventing me from watching a lot of horror movies. <laughs> um, so I'll mention that there. Uh, the second thing I've got is <laughs> I watched The Mind's Eye. Okay. Um which is an independent horror movie. Uh, I rented it on Amazon. Which was your top one on an HRR from, like, August or something, right? August or September, yeah, around that time. It was my top one. It kind of had a looper vibe, or not a looper vibe, shit, a jumper vibe to me. I think you did that exact same thing when we talked about it before. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. They're very similar. You're consistent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The movie does not have that vibe. Uh, I'm not surprised. I have a lot of issues with the movie. Um, Market stars your favorite actress, Lauren Ashley Carter. Oh, good. Um, she is the strongest actor in the movie by oh, a good. decent margin. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess maybe isn't fair. Brian Morvant's in the movie. He just only has a small little role, but he's a much better actor. It's got the whole Mickey Keating crew, but it's not a Mickey Keating movie. Um, Who was it directed by? Ah, God damn it, Mark. Ah, pop you're quiz. me on the spot here. You're making um, him answer I things. I do not remember. Um, I guess what I'm getting at here... I, I guess what I'm getting <laughs> at here is how do we know that person isn't a nom de plume for Mickey Keating? I guess that's true. I, I don't. Uh, um, it's So it's directed by Joe Bagos. Um, oh. Who I think has done some stuff. Like, he's done some other independent movies, but nothing, really nothing, um, essentially. If you if you uh, rearrange the letters in his name, does it spell Mickey Keating? You know, it probably does. Okay, Joe Bagos, Mickey Keating. We cracked yeah. it. <laughs> um, the movie wasn't terrible. Like, once it started, I was expecting it to be complete shit. It wasn't complete <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. 
but it, it was surprising in how not utter shit it was. Um, nice. That is the, an extraordinarily hard thing to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Can very elaborate. So I guess what, what I mean is just the first five minutes of the movie led me to believe this was going to be another one of those situations where I'm like, fuck, what am I watching? No, this is awful. And it wasn't that bad. Where'd you watch um, this? Well, I rented it on Amazon for like four ninety nine. Okay. Now, I've heard the effects in this movie are actually pretty great. And that's the next thing I was going to say. They are. Okay. Uh, the effects are really cool. Okay. Uh, there's a decent amount of good gore in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some other effects that are pretty cool. Uh, I won't spoil anything. But it it it's a product of its budget and the lack of experience on the people making it pretty clearly. Um, okay. But it's, you know... I didn't. I didn't absolutely hate it. And uh, do you think it was I, just too ambitious a project for the budget that it had? Like, did what it was and its budget 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 not jive <laughs> well enough? No, Is that what that, happened? that's not the case because the okay. effects aren't lacking. Um, and that, like, if if we're talking about that as part of the budget, where it's lacking well, is in the yes. script, the acting, and kind of just the overall story. Well, was it trying to be stupid? No, not at all. What was is a stupid? high Ask, what, Mark? Answer Jake's first. Was it stupid? Okay. It was pretty stupid. Okay. Um, what, what but is only a... in execution. Jesus. We are firing on all cylinders. Uh, what is... <laughs> what do you got, Mark? What is, like, the high-level plot synopsis of this thing? So it's it's essentially that there are people with telekinetic abilities in the world, um, and there's this guy who claims to be a scientist who wants to train them at like an Xavier school for gifted youngsters type of situation. But he turns out to be the villain and he's like trying to harvest their abilities and keep them down. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that's the high level. He's currently uh, um, because, because there is this telekinetic ability thing, it comes down to a battle between telekinetic people. As which, it will. Right. The movie, it's, it's kind of just people like, getting as red-faced as they can and screaming at each other intensely for two long extended periods of time. Like, I think a more seasoned director would look at that and say, like, nobody wants to watch this. You're just, like, making veins in your neck go out and yelling for right 11 straight seconds. Yeah. This movie also has uh, Larry Fessenden in it, doesn't it? It does. He's the villain. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that's, a, go. that's a good Spoilers. sign. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Jack. He- his performance is not, it's not a spoiler. That becomes clear almost instantly. Um, <laughs> he doesn't do that good a job in it. But, so, anyway, I'm talking a lot about this oh my movie. God. It wasn't as bad as I expected. I wouldn't call it good. Yeah. Um, but it had some cool stuff. Like, the director's use of the effects was really awesome. Whoever did the effects was fucking terrific. So, some yeah. cool stuff in there. I mean, the one other thing that I would want to mention about that is, like, now that you like, got me looking down the rabbit hole of what this movie is. It's also starring Graham Skipper. He played Zach in the movie. And he yep. is, he's the guy who's, who was also starring in what I just watched, Beyond the Gates. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, th- I mean, these movies run together. Like, all these independent sure. movies, like, have a certain crew that, you know, ride or die, right? Um, the right. editor for both, the editor is the same for both these movies. Uh the only difference seems to be that I really liked the one that I watched and you didn't like what you watched. And I just wonder if that's, I mean, maybe I I'm still half convinced that mine just fit the indie small budget vibe better than yours. Yeah. And I think this could have fit the vibe. I really think this one comes down to the, the dialogue is just 
not there. The acting isn't quite there. Okay. Well, at uh, least that's objective, right? Yeah. Fully objective. <laughs> totally objective. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're uh, being sarcastic, but that's a complaint we've had about this acting crew before. Many times. So, fool me once. I mean, you've had. You're you're really not a fan of Lauren Ashley Carter. I, 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 do y'all want to go a... back and rehash Pod and, and, uh, and Darling? Talk about well, the acting Brian Morvant did a tremendous job in Pod. Who did a tremendous job? Brian Morvant. Yeah, yeah, he was good. I'm not talking about Brian yeah. Morvant. He's great. I like that guy. <laughs> all right, all right. That's all I got. That's unfucking believable. Can we get to the review? Yeah, let's is get that, to the is that Take us to our feature presentation. Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2007's Dead Silence. Um, Mark, you picked that, and we'll get into why you picked that soon, and god damn it, we're gonna get into that. But for now, uh, we better head into our famous segment, what in the fuck subgenre of horror does this thing fit into? Mark, hit us with the first subgenre of horror that this thing fits the fuck into, because you picked it. Okay, I'm gonna go with Ghost. It's a ghost movie. I... Mm. Maybe. There is a ghost in it. Yeah, uh, then the, it's a centers on a ghost. <laughs> what do you mean it's not a ghost movie? I don't know. I, I guess I kind of view ghost movies more to follow the kind of haunting trajectory, like right, like shit moving around the house, windows opening and closing. Like See, this just Jack, doesn't have that kind of. That's ghost a haunted vibe. house movie, Jack. Though. Yeah, we also have haunted house on here. Yeah. Well, yeah, those two often go hand in hand. <laughs> Mark, it's a perfect system. Our list of subgenres is scientifically perfect. It's I'm totally going with infallible. Ghost. Ghost is my submission. Yeah. Ghost. All right. I, half credit. Yeah, well. Okay. All right. Jake, you. Well, I'm going to go with the other thing that Ghost typically goes hand in hand with, and that's Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one's hard to argue with. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, Supernatural movies generally center on like a like a creature or something that is no over nature. I'm just giving you shit. I don't know. You guys make up shit about all of these things that are the just doll is the creature. Rules. It's infallible, Mark. It's perfect. We've covered this. The listeners know. So it's a supernatural um, ghost movie. Yep, as they typically <laughs> are. I uh, I don't have much else. <laughs> I don't have one because the. I just had supernatural. This this movie doesn't fit into a lot of subgenres. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah, if. <laughs> Spoiler I don't know if it's I don't know if it sucks Re- because it doesn't fit into subgenres. <laughs> I, so, I don't know if it's a ch- it's a chicken and egg situation. It really okay. is. If there were any more scenes with Donnie in them, it would probably have been a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my god. That's but as it point. stands, it's just a supernatural ghost tree house movie. Yeah, there's trees and houses. Yeah. There's uh, is there do we need to add a subgenre for dolls? We probably should, because they definitely yeah, don't it, fit into Monster. And there's enough of them. Yeah, yeah. there's certainly enough, because this is also doll. a doll movie. It's a doll right. movie. See, that's why our list is scientifically perfect, because it evolves. Yeah, there you go. It's a living document. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the only way to be perfect. Evolve. Yeah. Evolve or die. It's a perfect, well, it's I, a perfect doll? That's a call ahead, listener. Boo. <laughs> Boo that man. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that shit. Yeah. Um, Mark, explain yourself, you son of a bitch. Why'd you pick this movie? I might hurt you. 
you came at me, <laughs> you came at me with uh, it follows, which we watched last yeah, week. Yeah, so so which is so, which is one of the most like li- unique and hard to riff on movies to come up with. Right. So to explain to the listener who really should have been listening up to now, but in case you haven't, Zero go back fault. and listen, you fucking assholes. But what we did to pick this uh, crop of movies we're reviewing is each pick one, and then the next person had to kind of riff off the last one. Um, yeah. Jake picked it follows, so then you had to riff off of it follows. Yeah, and, and it's a it's a hard movie to riff off of because it's so unique. Uh, it follows is, so I just went the easy route and I centered, I circled in on an actor who's in both movies. Keir Gilchrist is like the main dude in It Follows, uh, and then he plays the child in this movie in the, like the flashbacks. So... Yeah, he's on screen for roughly eleven <laughs> seconds, barely in this movie yeah. at fucking all. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's a 10 out of 10 on the connection <laughs> scale. Sol- okay, so, yeah, honestly, rate your connection. Now, having seen this movie after watching it follows. It's exactly, I mean, it, it was exactly what I said to start, so I'm giving myself a 10. It- Jesus Christ. <laughs> what I am also curious about is why you could have saved yourself a little bit by noting that the main characters have the same name in both films. I did not even notice that. <laughs> Good work, Mark. Good song. I'm really work. nailing Both this journalism thing, guys. <laughs> yeah, you are. Both characters are named Jamie. Uh, the main girl in it follows and the main guy here. Okay, yeah, but she goes by Jay, so it's hardly the same thing. Well, he might too. He does it, though, because people he call him by his name. So, Well, formal people, like a detective and his dickhead dad, who's a puppet. <laughs> a puppet of the <laughs> system. <laughs> Okay, so that basically gets right. us right into the uh, plot synopsis, yeah? Mark, I don't give you a 10, by the way. Just for the <laughs> what record, do you guys I'm give not going to let that one slide. Has, I'm not I letting said... your goddamn 10 slide. I give you a 1, uh, because you didn't <laughs> even notice that the main characters had the same name. That's not the point of the game! <laughs> I said when we went into this thing that the movies are related because they both have Keir Gilchrist in them. That is that so, not I mean, true? That's to... just a fact. Yes, ex- that's my point. With... It is just a fact. Nope. It's a 10 out of 10. It's, unassailable stupid if you were gonna go, go with Keir Gilchrist you could have gone with a better Keir Gilchrist movie but it has him on screen I, more is what I mean by better not just better as a product of film I will but go also as low as an 8 because he's not on there much <laughs> an 8 <laughs> oh yeah. my god dude. is that a joke <laughs> no he's been you could have gone with so many and you chose this so I'm, I'm what gonna, should you know I have what? gone I'm gonna be with. nice to you and I'm gonna give you a 5 Okay, wow. so to average those, it's a six and a half. <laughs> you forgot to average in the one I gave you. No, I didn't. I just discounted <laughs> it. It's a five. If you add, if you add the one to the five, that's a six plus eight is now we're at a seven. So thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> oh, good, good. Your math checks out there too yep. is the important part. Uh, all right, Mark, you, it's your turn to give us a plot synopsis here. Um, sure. Thirty seconds on the clock. It starts when you start. Alright, so the movie opens with two newlyweds uh, who have this creepy fucking doll delivered to their house. It kills the wife. Husband heads home to his hometown to investigate this shit because apparently there's a nursery rhyme that's guiding all of this shit. Uh, His dad's a dick and he's being hunted by the police and they're very incompetent. Long story short, there's a ventriloquist ghost who, like, she murdered his cousin and then his family murdered her and now she's vengeful. Uh, and then basically she kills everybody, and the dad was a doll the whole time, and that's the twist. That's the whole fucking movie. Time. That's all I got. That that wasn't that bad. Yeah. 
for as convoluted a fucking horse shit plot as this movie has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And really the so, only essential plot point that you left out is that you buried the lead a little bit with the police are involved and they're incompetent. And I get it because it was 30 seconds, but it's Detective Donnie Wahlberg who spends Detective Wahlberg roughly on 70% case. of his time on screen shaving. <laughs> with a weird electric <laughs> shaver. It's asinine, like in the interview room. <laughs> that was the more it's accessible a character time. Trait, you guys, he's developing his character. Oh, and then they me. even like go to it when he dies. Like the way they like bullet his death is the shaver falls out of his pocket and like turns on and it's just buzzing on the floor. Yeah, I don't know how that's <laughs> what you. I, I don't understand how that happened, but it's infuriating. All right. It All is right, a we'll character trait. So, Mark, had you seen this movie before? Was this a just? Well, you, you yeah. did an IMDb search for the actor. What what was the, had you what you know about this? Oh, movie? I mean, yeah, you I had to do an IMDb before, search gonna... for the actor because I did not remember that Keir Gilchrist was in this. But I had seen this movie before. You guys will like this on a date. <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> this must have been with Leslie also. It uh, well not also because Ooh. we haven't had one where I saw it with Leslie on a date yet. But oh, that's right, we've had one that was after you got together with Leslie, but was apparently with someone else. <laughs> Uh, I think we were actually specifically talking about that movie is the conversation, this movie is the conversation they're referencing, but yes, it was with my current wife. Okay. I'm Your very, very wife. mad at you wife. that you've, you had seen this movie and then you did this to us. Picked it again. <laughs> I'm going to hold this one against you for a while. For a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'll happen. So I had tried to watch this movie previously. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I think I caught it on like a TNT kind of a situation, maybe Ot 9 era, something like that, a couple of years after it came out. I remember Donnie Wahlberg was in it, and I remembered it sucked, but that's all I had. Ot 9. How about you, Jake? What what'd you know going in here? Uh, I knew that James Wan directed this movie. Yep. And I know that I've passed it up every time I see it on Netflix despite seeing it on Netflix every time I'm on Netflix because I don't like puppet movies and it has the ventriloquist dummy as its uh, poster. Question. Usually. Yeah, question. Why? Okay, explain what you mean by you don't like puppet movies. Are you afraid of puppets or are they just a stupid movie? (laughs) It's the opposite. It's the opposite. I can't think of something dumber than puppet. But, like, what about, like, I mean, Child's Play, that's not a movie you watch to be scared, right? That's just a fun dumb movie do you just so, like that too there's a little bit of charm because chucky's kind of the og of that like humorous he has a personality at least uh typically okay. though the puppet movies just don't do it for me i guess the one mild exception would be like an episode of the twilight zone i think it's just called living doll that's probably okay. the creepiest application but it's still not creepy because it's a fucking doll like you would punt the thing and that'd be it well, you know, so it's like any of these sure. little fucker movies, like Gremlins. Like none of that really works. Pet Cemetery. But there's an important distinction to be to be made <laughs> sure. here. That was a puppet. I mean, that was clearly a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just little things that you can punt. But anyways, there's a distinction to be made here because I think these are two different styles of doll movie. They are. They are. If One the is doll is if the doll. doll is the thing that's trying to kill you, that's not scary at all. If it's a haunted right. doll that like brings about a demonic force that attacks you, that's a little bit harder to punt. Yeah, and this one's more in that second camp. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically, okay, well, like I said, this I should have been a scarier it. movie. 
Theoretically, right. And I I hadn't watched it because I saw the doll, right? So it is different to your point. That's a valid point uh, than what I was giving it credit for. But Jack asked me why I hadn't watched it yet. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I think most noteworthy about this movie is I went deep on reading about uh, this movie after, after got having deep, watched huh? it. You got real deep. deep. You went deep in there. Uh, Lee Wanell wrote this movie. Yeah. And, he and I mean, James this Wan, guy wrote man. Saw, right? He wrote uh, Insidious. He wrote some good shit. He's yeah. a good writer. He, after this movie came out, uh, he famously wrote a blog post that was called, like, Dud Silence, The Inescapable Hell of Writing a Bad Horror Movie, or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see. I better find the actual title of it, but I mean, it sure is Dud it. Silence. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dud Silence, colon, The Hellish Experience of Making a Bad Horror Film. Okay. In which he talked about, like, this movie had a tremendous amount of, uh, like, script doctoring. They called in a whole panel of people to correct his script. Right. And it that made him decide, I'm not writing shit that people come to me with anymore. Right. I'm just going to write shit and try to sell it. And that's how Insidious got made. So, I think it worked pretty well. In the long run, yeah. I mean, this seems yeah. like something that got picked up because he's Lee Wanell and there's James Wan, and then you get, like, a distribution company that's interested because of the chops, and they get their hands on it, and they fucking, their saucy, sausage-greasy fingers just ruin everything. And and now that makes a little bit more sense that it was, like, kind of written by committee because the opening credits of this thing are four fucking minutes long. Yeah. There's four minutes before you see anything fucking happen. Yeah. I mean, there are things happening in the credits. It's not like it's a black screen, but it's like a montage of scribbling on paper about how to make a doll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's without the production company logos. It might be a solid, like, 11 minutes before the first scene starts. <laughs> this, this movie is only, like, 90 minutes long, and, like, 75 minutes is credits. I know. It's nuts. Ah, oh, fuck. Jesus. Honestly, I think it might have been better had the entire thing just been a credit sequence. <laughs> wow. My God. Wow. I mean... The, the, the main actor isn't terrible. Uh, fake Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Fake Chris, yeah, so yeah, he kind of is, though. Yeah. He's not that terrible. I can't tell. This is one of those times where He's I can't really separate... He's better than Donnie Wahlberg. I can't really separate... Well, that's true. I can't really separate out <laughs> how, the actor's abilities from the script in this. It's, it's kind of hard in that regard because, like, th- that's one of the things that hits you immediately is this script is so overdramatic. I mean, granted, yes, there's oh a ghost that's pulling tongues out of people's faces, but... it's Yeah, it's trying to be. Yeah. But, yeah, every every line of dialogue is overwrought. It, yeah, and that's actually literally the word I wrote down is this is very overwrought. And, I mean, that's... Yeah. That's what kind of does it for the movie. Like, there's no... There's no peaks and valleys in the like emotional structure of the thing. It's just it's just a drone the entire time. And I think that's one of many reasons why there's no rising action to it. Right. Right. It's just a boring um, fucking movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um I like Donnie Wahlberg's character is unfathomable. Because he, he's like a hard-boiled detective who's like, you killed your wife and I don't care about your ghost stories. But then he's also like, but, you know, don't cross state lines and go look for this puppet in your hometown, wink, buddy. I'll just let you do that because we're friends. Jack, you are ex- you're displaying a very sincere disrespect for this guy. Use his full militaristic name. He is Second Lieutenant Lipton. Yeah, okay, I wanted to mention that. 
I wanted to mention that. That I found kind of insulting that they just used the same name that he goes by in Band of Brothers for his name in here. I, I think they're trying to connect the universes. That, yeah, this is I cannot that was possibly exist in the when, same universe. I am. It's like a X Files Law and Order SVU kind of a situation. I am livid. He's one of the descendants of Carwood Lipton. Goes by yeah. Jim. His first name's probably actually Carwood. <laughs> I can't fucking handle it. It's so insulting. It's outrageous, man. Uh. Unbelievable. <laughs> Band of Brothers is great. Let's just talk about that. I'd rather talk about Band of Brothers. <laughs> the thing about Band of Brothers is I can never get over Ross Geller's appearance in it. In okay, we're not episode. actually going to talk about that. Oh. Well, no, but by oh, that God. point in Friends, he was a muscle-bound freak show. Like, he's still playing a nerdy paleontologist, but he's like a giant muscle man. It's crazy that they're like, oh, you're such a nerd, but you're like, you know, 220 pounds of solid muscle. I mean, that they yeah. did the same thing for the stoner guy in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, but that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that wasn't on purpose, because they specifically didn't draw attention to it. Let's get back to the film we're actually talking about. <laughs> Do we have to? Maybe. So, this movie was uh, withdrawn from theaters after 16 days. It got released. 16 days later, it was nationwide pulled from theaters. That's yeah. hilarious. I actually did see this in theaters, so I feel very Good special. Yeah, you were on a date. Yeah, yeah you're one of the few. <laughs> we saw this crowd. on, like, the night it premiered. <laughs> I cannot believe you went to the premiere of this. That's crazy. It was like a perfect storm because uh, Leslie's afraid of everything doll and clown related. So this was supposed to be like a really, really scary movie. And I don't even think she thought it was particularly frightening. They just, they also shoehorn a clown into this thing for some fucking reason. A yeah, clown doll. She yeah. still does not like that scene. Well, and he oh, had like the fuck. same Billy doll root. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was James dumb. Wan tried to do some cool stuff, like having the Billy Jigsaw doll in the background of one of the shots. Sure, I mean, they're that's all fine. None of that is the problem. And actually, like, not to like jump ahead and start making making sweeping generalizations. I don't think this film was shot that terribly. No, no, it's just it's everything good. else was awful. Yeah, there's a lot of really creepy imagery kind of floating around this movie. That's not every scene, but. You know, there's the scene yeah. where he's kind of, like, struggling to sleep in his hotel room that's decent. And the, the ending sequence in the, like, whatever layer of Mary Shaw with all the dolls and the clown doll rocking back and forth. Those are good scenes. Those are objectively yeah, good scenes. Yeah, Juan's talent does somehow seep into this. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually don't hate the concept of this haunted doll that, like, when it's starting to do shit, everything else goes silent. Yeah, I was. Those were kind of cool shots. Like when he's, especially when he's in the woods, and then he just can't hear the leaves rustling anymore, can't do anything, and he's that was that's pretty good. So, and question. then by the end, and then by the end when he's with Donnie in the in the attic of that place, and it happens, <laughs> and he's just like used to it. He's just like, yeah, this is how it starts. <laughs> just don't scream. <laughs> yeah, they ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your question, Jake? Well, my question was. Is it supposed to be sounds are cut out, or is it supposed to be that time, like, around you, you fall into, like, this timelessness area bubble? So where I kind of thought it was paused. that second one until the one in the woods, because I'm pretty sure I remember the leaves still moving and rustling like they would be. Mm. Well, also, it's interesting that you reference time, because there is a shot where they explicitly show the clock still moving. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, that's a good point. I think it's just silence. And that's one of the other things is, like, this is one of the ones that I wrote down. Why, why? How do they tie this in? 
This is something that horror movies do all the time, and it bothers the hell out of me. Like, it's a cool effect, but how the fuck does it relate to the story at all? She's a ventriloquist. It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with being deaf. We're not you watching know. the movie Hush. And here's... Okay, so here's the call ahead. Here's the callback to what I said when I introduced you, Mark, that <laughs> it speaks through the stomachs of the living. That never happens. Why does the movie open with the, like, cue card of, like, there's a local legend that the dead speak through the stomachs of the living? Why did you kick your movie off with that? Because it's a camel, Jack. Is that a real local legend somewhere? Why the hell is that in there? Where did that come from? I mean, they're they're trying to explain the origin of the word ventriloquist. Are they? Is that what that comes from? Yeah, did you not read the next cue card? I probably the first one pissed me off too much. I don't remember. <laughs> the <laughs> next the cue next card cue is card? like how how like the etymology of the word ventriloquist where vento ventro oh. means like of the stomach. Or something. Well, that makes more sense, I guess. I mean, no, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't make any more sense. Fuck this movie. It makes sense, but it has absolutely no fucking bearing on the movie. That's the problem. <laughs> you can't just, yeah, like, cut and matter. paste random scary shit together and form, like, a, a narrative. That's not how this works. Yeah. What did you guys think of the actual kill scenes? Like, specifically his wife and then the rest of them. I mean, I think they're good reveals. Specifically the wife. The The first sh- sequence is decent. Yeah, you yeah. lose it a bit after it's been done. But right. to my point from earlier, like, this is still a well shot on the whole film. And, like, it's a James Wan movie. You know he's good at that. That is one of his calling cards. He is a good filmmaker. So he, as Marcus said, like, he sets those shots up and the reveals happen to pretty good effect, especially at the start. I liked all of it. It looked decent enough. Especially for the time, I didn't have I'll any. I'll tell calls. you the scariest scene of this movie. Okay, is when the mortician is down in his like cellar. I mean, yeah. while it's just a lazy jump scare, it's a effective jump scare. The face. Yeah, I don't know. At that point, it already lost me to such a degree that I couldn't really appreciate it. I think. Yeah, but I I get the point. I, if I had to cobble together a list of like scariest moments from Dead Silence, which sounds like about the worst fucking thing on the planet, I guess that would be near the top. <laughs> can we yeah. put Can we put like a clickbaity like BuzzFeed style list up top ten scariest Dead Silence moments? <laughs> that should just be the review. We should just run through the st- the scariest Dead Silence moments. Number oh, one is fuck. the opening credits because you don't know what's about to happen to you. <laughs> because you don't know when it's going to end. <laughs> Please God, end. Uh, talk on that more note, about Donnie Wahlberg's character. It's somebody explain it to me. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Is he on the kid's side or is he a hard-boiled detective? He's a hard-boiled detective who really likes. But then he's also on up. the kid's side. So, like a detective who's casually shaving his face <laughs> when he says, "Yeah, it's always the husband. I've arrested lots of husbands. He Haven't arrested obsessed. any dolls. He's obsessed with shaving. Does he have like yeah. really?" <laughs> but that- speedy facial hair growth and yet he hasn't discovered the miracle of using an actual fucking razor is that the joke is that the whole bit but okay but that detective that guy isn't the same guy who says yeah i'll follow you to an abandoned theater because there's a ventriloquist dummy that i think might have killed someone there those aren't the same person they are okay i have i have two things to say I want I wanted them to reshoot this movie and replace the electric shaver with him actually getting out like a packet of shave gel and like putting it on his face and just lathering up a bunch and then shaving well, with the like, razor. What if he had just been like dry shaving with a straight razor? That would have been fucking creepy or something. 
the second thing I wanted to note was <laughs> there's a scene where he digs up he digs up so all of these uh, dolls are buried with Mary Shaw. There's a hundred and one of them. He digs up a coffin that has a doll in it and it's empty. So what does he do? He digs up another coffin. There's nothing in it. So what does he do? He digs he Take digs up a hundred and one fucking empty coffins. <laughs> They're hey, all empty. Hey. Hey Mark. He's, he was there for three weeks. Hey Mark. Just digging holes. <laughs> hey Mark. Yeah. Could you call this movie a hundred and one Dalmatians? <laughs> huh? Damn it, huh? Stupid son of a bitch. You can scarecrow. That me. was pretty good. You can scarecrow. God. Me. Yeah. Oh, that was geez. better than any fucking joke in this movie. Get out of here. Oh, were there jokes in this movie? Uh I don't the know. All of Donnie was a joke, dude. <laughs> I don't think he was supposed to be. He was. There's no way they did the razor thing. Okay, back to the razor. Let's just talk about the razor. It's can we talk about bananas. the razor? <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm I feel like it's a little late to not belabor the razor thing. It is. <laughs> I I also like to point out that this couple's reaction to getting a ventriloquist dummy in the mail without <laughs> a return address is completely insane. Mm-hmm. Let's open it. Make it a let's part of the family. It, and then let's just set this ventriloquist dummy on our bed. Especially... Not check it for a camera. Yeah. Not check it for a listening device. Not burn it because it's a fucking ventriloquist dummy you got in the mail from who the fuck knows where. Especially considering they're both from this m- mysterious, <laughs> mythical Ravensfair town and they know the fucking legend. That ventriloquist dummies kill people? <laughs> There's the whole legend. It's the poem, right? Yeah. Which I wear Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. If you see her in your dreams, you better never ever scream or something. It doesn't even rhyme. I think I got it right, Mark. They had a they had a four fucking line poem and it didn't all rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) There's also two poems because the other one is if you see her in your dreams, she'll tear your tongue out at the seam. So oh, so that didn't rhyme. That was the one in the trailer. Yeah, that that was the trailer one. Movie that didn't rhyme either. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking a beer called The Poet. <laughs> oh, fuck me. So I actually do think this is an interesting movie because, oh, and God. we'll get to this probably a little bit later with no, uh, ratings. No, we're now. But I don't understand why it doesn't work. We talked about it a little bit that the characters are kind of silly. Like, Donnie Wahlberg's character is a little silly. But there are other movies where a little there's just like a character that doesn't make sense and we get by it. And we've said that it has creepy shots. It's creepy subject matter, which is like possessed dolls running around. Mm-hmm. So why why doesn't what what was what went wrong here? One, I don't buy any of it because of how everyone handles every situation. Right, first I'm not buying that you just put this ventriloquist dummy on your bed. Then that's not shot particularly well. Like while the her reveal is good, the rest of that doesn't really work for me i don't like like just the general plot it's it, they don't it doesn't work because none of it's explained what the fuck I, I'm, I'm i I'm, i think it's just yeah i think it's the screenplay i think it gets back to what we talked about earlier where if i'd like to read this article now jack you should actually link that to the bottom of this podcast when we're done with it yeah yeah so i'll, t- I'll toss it check in. it out it's one of those things like if lee 1l wrote this movie and then everyone got their hands on it and they wanted to create something else that screenplay could be so heinously butchered that you end up with something like this right right i something that causes lee 1l to never write scripts on contract again yep 
Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we talk for a second about the terrible, like, half-electronic, half-punk exorcist fake music ripoff? No? no. We can't? You guys are both just fucking... <laughs> I don't know what you're in the credits or what. No, no, no. So this is like when I think he... It's towards the end of the movie, like when he's committed to, I'm going back to this place to kill all the dolls or whatever. Then it plays this, like, the almost exactly the theme from The Exorcist. Like that with on a piano. But then introduces, like, electronic metal under that. That's awesome. As he's, like, running towards the church. And it's terrible. I mean, yeah, that was definitely part of the committee's approach. <laughs> that was them choosing from, like, a list of ten songs which one fit that scene best. <laughs> I, I That did not stick out uh, to me, but I feel like if I were to rewatch that, I would notice and it would be bad. It it was bad. The thing I, I did notice with music... The thing I did notice with music was when he walks up to the to the like harpsichord or piano or whatever the fuck that thing's supposed to be, and he like hits a bunch of keys. He plays almost exactly. It wasn't out yet, so I can't really blame him. But he plays almost exactly the Sherlock Holmes theme song, like the Robert Downey Jr. version. <laughs> You're, I I don't think I'd recognize that off the top of my head. I think you might. It's it's like a bunch of random notes on a harpsichord. And if I started singing oh. it now, it would probably come out like the Harry Potter theme song, so I'm not going to try, but... <laughs> Give it a shot. No. Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, I just... I No, I would literally just do the, the Harry Potter theme song. <laughs> I, Yeah. I'm tone deaf as fuck, man. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then I don't have much until, like, his revelation... Yeah, let's get to right, the Right, Donnie Wahlberg dies. The shaver goes everywhere. So, actually, um, yeah, let's touch on that. The scene where Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> dies is hilarious. Not necessarily, it's so funny. Not necessarily because the shaver pops out. So, he falls, and then he's swept away by the ghost. And then he's brought back by the ghost, but, like, just his upper half. And it is the stupidest shot in the entire fucking movie. Because he's clearly, like, his lower half is on the other side of, like, the cur the stage curtains. And he's literally just, like, being lowered by a by a help me out here by a platform and he's just like his arms are waving and he's going oh i thought it was like a trampoline <laughs> it's terrible whatever so that, it is. that scene just became better in my mind if that's possible <laughs> i mean it's it's comedy gold but i don't think that's what they were going for no no and then fake chris hemsworth dies right if you fall that far and fall through a wood floor into Water, you're dead. Nah. But he's fine. He only fell like six stories. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was rotten wood. But, but also the thing is, like, they make such a big deal about him having to climb up this thing, because if he falls, he'll probably die. And then he gets up there and gets thrown off and but he promptly doesn't get any harm caused yeah, to him he, whatsoever. He fell into water. It's fine. He's the last <laughs> girl. He's invincible at that point. Yeah, oh, and that God. actually is a kind of interesting point, something that I thought of, because this is a movie where, for really the duration, he is clearly the last girl, you know? It's yeah. typically, like, this would be something reserved for someone who's not discount Chris Hemsworth. Right. I, I am actually interested in that decision, but whatever. <laughs> 
And then the revelation scene, right? Then he finds whatever the fuck he finds that wow, Jack. tells him that Mary Shaw is turning people into puppets and is actually his fake stepmom. Which, I mean, who hasn't been there? I know. <laughs> That's one of the most like universally identifiable character traits in this movie, frankly. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like, like that in was the later seasons you... of Seinfeld when they were all super rich. Hey, you guys, like what? What funny stuff happened to us? Yeah, did one of you buy like a, like a talk show furniture set one time? Yeah, that's what happened. That's what people can relate to. <laughs> Don't you hate it when your butler buys the wrong type of caviar? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I and feel that like, revelation scene. I feel is like just the twist is supposed to hit you a lot harder than it does. Uh, yeah, like his dad's already a dick, so finding out that he's a hollowed out husk of a nothing. He's also a dick that, like, puts on a tux to sit in his wheelchair all day and eat oatmeal. Well, I mean, in fairness, that wasn't him. <laughs> that was... That, that's actually, like, a nice little thing because the because the ventriloquist dummies are always dressed up in suits, too. So... Sure. Just like corporate America. God damn it, Mark. <laughs> Is this movie a metaphor? It's all, so last week it's we all talked a metaphor. About... Last week we talked about that great exposition scene in the, like, abandoned garage or whatever it was. And this week we have the exact opposite of that, where we have the worst exposition scene of just him having, like, realizations that it shows us and then flashing drawings across the screen and also, like, like putting two things together for you literally, like, shoving them together visually to also, get to this revelation. There is the... Th they flash back to him reading through the book about how to make the perfect doll and then flipping a piece of paper over and it's, like, literally a picture of his new stepmom and he didn't connect yeah. that yet. No. <laughs> also, oh, if you're making the perfect doll, like, she's... The stepmom's not the perfect doll. So why... Why would you make a drawing of yourself if you're the ghost making this book? <laughs> None of it makes any sense, man. It's horrible. It's I apologize horrible. profusely for this one, guys. Ugh, but you know yeah, what? We haven't dies. done a lot of we haven't done a lot of calls on really really shitty movies, so I'm just well, adding to they're... the ambiance, really. <laughs> yeah, the ambiance, dickhead. <laughs> That's all I got. Then he yeah, dies. Me movie too. Over. Let's do ratings, unless Jake has things. Ratings, Jake. Oh God, I have nothing. Ooh. Ratings. Fucking ratings. <laughs> We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how much Howard Beale wants you to continue taking it. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! And for ten, think of how Kel would rate orange soda. Who loves orange soda? <laughs> Kel loves orange soda. Is it true? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, it's true. Ooh. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Mark, this was your goddamn pick. Rate it for story. Yeah, you guys are gonna be mad at me for this rating that I'm oh, about to God. give it. Oh, God. Here's the thing. I actually think oh, in a vacuum, the story is good. The concept of a... There, there's revenge happening. There's vengeance. Two-sided vengeance. She's making, like, a perfect doll, which actually is, like, 
of the narrative of the movie. Haunted ventriloquist dummies is a good part of horror to be part of. I think this movie fails almost entirely in its execution, but not necessarily in its, like, starting point. I would like to make the clarification here that I am considering story and script to be two different things. So, from a theoretical standpoint, I think the story of this movie is good. This might be a touch high, but I went with an eight. What the actual fuck? (laughs) Mark, you're... You're the motherfucker who said that the way she does this doesn't make any sense at all. The way she, like, how the ventriloquist dummies haunt people, all that shit. That's all the story. It's just random. They're just there. And then people are dead. They don't explain it. Oh, you gave it a fucking A. Fuck you. I gave it a three. This is a piece of shit story. It's terribly written. Jack, God Jack, damn it. Jack, I have, I, I have to provide some fodder for the end of year reviews. Okay? <laughs> Yeah, you do. Well, that's it. He's just trying. That's it right there. Lobbing him up. Jesus Christ. Jake. Oh, God. So in an unsurprising turn of events, I'm going to fall somewhere in the middle. <laughs> uh, to a certain degree, I... To a certain degree, I agree, is the way that English says that should be said, uh, with Mark, because I think that holistically, the idea behind what's happening in this movie makes a certain amount of sense. But when we talk about the screenplay, what this turned into, and we, we've, we've mentioned it several times with what happened with <laughs> Lee Winnell, that's where it really fell apart. From a super high level, let's say like oh, 10,000 foot view, the story is okay, but I also agree with some of the stuff you're saying, Jack, because when you start to think about the ways the story gets from point A to point B, it falls apart. I'm going to give it a four, slightly higher than Jack, okay. not nearly closer to Mark. <laughs> all right uh mark give it your world building and immersion score okay and i swear to god this is where we're gonna start agreeing more uh, i gave it a three <laughs> this is it's it's terrible i reserve like two yeah. and lower for things that are not only terrible but are also like shot on handy cams essentially this is at least like competently made by james wan like there are good shots in it and it doesn't look bad. It doesn't actively repulse me, but it's also not immersive because none of the characters are fucking believable. All well, yeah. I mean, yeah, none of the character traits are uh, just eh, whatever. Three. Yeah, I, I gave it a two. Um, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I was pulled out of it. I think more than you were because I just it's infuriating. Like Donnie Wahlberg's character is maddening. It's, it's actually maddening. What the fuck is the deal with him shaving all the fucking time? Even when he takes the doll from the fake Chris Hemsworth's room, he's like, ooh, you sure have smooth skin. And then he starts shaving his fucking face in the that's, dark hotel room. That's to convey the obsession, Jack. It's insane. It's not unlike yes. Uncle Jack's obsession with hand size. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very similar. It's None of the movie makes sense. It's in infuriatingly put together it's not particularly well acted and the dialogue's terrible it's a two it's not literally as bad as it could possibly be but it's close Mm. jake jake i'm gonna give it a three as well uh pretty much the same reasons you guys have already mentioned but slightly more on the mark side just in terms of the number i'm giving it because i agree i think the things that are a one or two is just there are zero believable scenes and maybe a one is like there are zero believable scenes and the world they built doesn't exist because it was on like a flip phone razor video app. 
So yeah. three, pretty damn bad. Yeah. Uh, Scare Factor is next. Mark, what are you rating it for Scare Factor? I gave it a four. I th- We talked about this kind of during the conversation. This movie is not without scenes that are competently made. If you're afraid of dolls or clowns, if you are cholerophobic, there's your vocab word for the yeah. day, then, yeah. you know, there's stuff in here that probably will affect you. But it's tied together by a bunch of shit, so it, it, it's whatever. They're few and far between. I, meh. Four. Yeah. I'm I'm along the same lines, but a point lower. Um, I gave it a three. Uh, I think the dummy is kind of creepy looking. Uh, right, Billy is kind of creepy looking. Some of the scenes with all the dolls turning their heads are mildly creepy, and a couple of the jump scares made me jump. But yeah, you mentioned you liked the scene in the cellar here. of the. I did. Yeah, of the mortician's home. Yeah, I. I mean, I didn't like the scene in terms of how it fit into the rest of it because that's stupid. If the thing has to possess dolls, then why can it also just walk around as a ghost thing? But. Or if it can just walk around as a ghost thing, why the fuck do you need to possess dolls? Yeah, see, oh god, no! I, I want to go a point lower on the story now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? This the ending should have been for this what? is Mary Shaw wasn't the ghost. It was actually the puppet controlling her the whole time. That would have been the appropriate twist to have. <laughs> fuck! I gave it a three, Jake. Um, I'm gonna give it a three as well. It's not scary. I, I'm not scared of dolls. I don't think that they went nearly far enough in terms of executing on anything that would be more on that this is creepy possession through the dolls as a, as a means sort of thing. I just, it didn't work. What I will add is that I think that if you're a little bit uh, with tongues, this could kind of get you just a bit. Um, the effects weren't terrible in the way those were, those scenes were shot. So I'll just add that in there, but it didn't particularly do anything for me. But you don't ever even see a tongue. I mean, no, but it's like a distorted face that the mouth is like abnormally ripped open. That sort of thing. Mouth horror. If you don't like mouth things, this could get to you a bit. How about that? (laughs) I'll get back. We'll do mouth stuff. (laughs) Hand stuff. (laughs) All right, effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. Mark hit us. Uh, I, I'm kind of at a loss to how how to how to weigh in on effects. I actually think like the effects are fine. The like you were just talking about the mouth horror stuff looks okay. The music's a little off putting at times. Like I noticed he almost played exactly the Sherlock Holmes theme song. You noticed the weird, uh, whatever exorcism techno metal theme. Uh, so they make yep. some poor decisions there, and the general, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but they do kind of use, like, this movie is very blue-green. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. is a choice. Um, I, I don't know, it's it's neither here nor there, it's kind of right up the middle, I gave it a five. Yep, mm-hmm. I gave it a five for almost exactly the same reasons. I think some of the people turned into dolls actually look surprisingly good for what a stupid concept it is. Um, the music, I think it loses points for, I think the score is poor um yeah five just nothing special but not really detracting from it overall this isn't where it's losing points for me i'll put it that way yeah jake that's fair uh, i thought stuff looked pretty good actually in this movie so i'm gonna go a little bit higher i'm actually gonna give it a six but i it's the same stuff you guys said yeah 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 all right mark overall overall it yeah, this uh, is much worse than the sum of all of its parts. 
which is kind of the story of this whole movie. I gave it a three, and I think I'm bumping it up a little bit even. Like, realistically, this is down there with the worst things I've seen. I, I, The only reason I'm not going lower is because the, the one and two range I reserve for things that are just baffling. And this is close to baffling, but it's not quite there. It's shot competently at, like, James Wan pulls this from the muck of the twos all the way up to a three. And that's that's basically how to I'm... To a glowing three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's basically Mark, how I'm doing I actually this. think that was very well put. Uh, when I was thinking about the overall score, I wanted to give it a three, but I, I wanted to give it a two, but for some reason I just doesn't feel quite right at a two, and I think you described why. Uh, I gave it a three as well. I... I it's certainly not good, but it's not like I don't know. I just can't quite give it a two, so I'm giving it a three. Hmm. Yeah, it's Jake, it's not good, you? but it's not abysmal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what's your overall score? So when I was looking at the other scores that I've given that are in the range, I want to give this just so I can be consistent and professional. I noticed sure. that That's there's a movie. the name of the game, man. Yeah, I noticed there's a movie called uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan that I gave, <laughs> I gave a four to. And <laughs> this made me feel the same in a lot of respects, uh, just sort of like the level of anger that I felt throughout the movie. However, this was a little funnier. However... The idea of this in terms of the, of the screenplay was stupider. So I think that I'm going to give it a three and a half. It's a little bit worse <laughs> than The Taking of Deborah Logan. And that's a hot take because that movie kind of sucked. I appreciate that. I actually <laughs> liked Taking of Deborah Logan. Yeah. So I'm glad did. that you put this below it. Thank you. That was more of a, I thought that movie was pretty bad. So I'm going to show you how bad I thought this was. But you took it the other way. That's fine. <laughs> that's a choice. Uh, well, Jake, you started drinking scotch, so it might be time to uh, move on from, from the overall ratings. We've done it. Reviewed. Well, not quite, Jack. Oh. You did note that I moved on to scotch, so this is poorly timed on my part, but I guess I gave this the highest rating, didn't I? You sure did, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to talk to you I'm going to talk to you guys for a second about why you should get together with your buddies and drink a bunch of beers, not scotches. You can drink scotch. It might be better with scotches actually. Drink a bunch of couple, scotch. Couple of get, guys get blasted whiskeys. and watch Dead yeah. Silence. And that's honestly that's how you would have to do it because I thought this movie <laughs> sucked. Uh if, if if I think it would be better with people than without. So that's what I'm going to rest on. I just think that like you could have some fun at the expense of this movie laughing at it, not with it. Uh, that might make it a more enjoyable experience than watching alone. Yeah. All right. You guys gave it the same score. Why shouldn't you do that? Jack, you probably have more to say about this than I do. Because it's just a terrible movie. It's not fun to watch. Even if you're screaming at the TV, I don't think the the fun of that, of, of hollering at the TV with your buddies, would compensate for how shitty this movie is. Well, that's good because um, you're not advocating for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm advocating for why you shouldn't do that. I know. Yeah. I'm it validating would... you. Oh, good. Okay, I'm not used to that. Let's that's that's what agreement sounds like. <laughs> 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 right, yeah, Jack nailed um, it on the head. It's it's a hot pile of garbage. Loosely yeah. connected by almost nothing. Like, you can, you can actually see the strings of the committee approach to writing a movie here. You yeah. really can. Uh, and somehow, inexplicably, I think if you weren't paying deep attention, it would make less sense. And I don't know how that's possible, but I do think that's the case. Oh, yeah. Did you, I think you meant to say, I actually disagree with that 
wholeheartedly because I think you meant to say the opposite. If you're not paying attention to this movie, it might make more sense. Well, overall, maybe. But I'm saying, like, just in terms of what's going on from scene to scene, if you're actually not sitting down and, like, watching all the scenes, I think it would be... It's already infuriating how it gets from one place to another, but I think it'd be even more infuriating. Yeah, yeah but if, you're, if you just assume that you missed something because you're not paying attention... <laughs> Then it's going to be less That's infuriating. a way to make this movie a lot better. Just watch every third scene and assume that they... <laughs> assume they're just competent in, the in between, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think you're both kind of getting to the same thing. Now, I feel like I missed a lot of stuff because I was so unimmersed. I got to my phone during this movie, and... How dare you? I, I didn't You're feel, supposed to be a professional, Jake. I know. I Hey, mercy street, guys. I got on my phone. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't feel like there was anything that I missed that would have helped this movie. I felt like I had a better experience because I didn't have to pay as much attention. So I was kind of happy it was so unimmersive. How about that? Yeah. Wow. That was, that was rough. We should just get out of the review. Reviewed. So we've reviewed Dead Silence, uh, but we've all been drinking a little bit. Jake has transitioned into scotch, so I think we want to keep hanging out a little bit. Um, having some fun so we're going to continue what we've been doing for for the past few weeks of uh talking about movies that the other guys recommended to us this was in our uh omnibus spectacular award show a to z um i like how you get it that was exactly what it was (laughs) well we picked some other movies for the guys to watch um and i think we've all done that and let's do another round of that uh mark you want to kick us off sure this was uh this was the number one jake recommended to me movie uh of the year so, uh, this movie's called You Are Not Alone. Jake, why don't you let the listeners know why you recommended this one to me? Yeah, so... Listener is, is aggressive. Listener, <laughs> let Steve know why you recommended this to me. Steve, this one's for you, man. Uh, so with each of you, the recommendations that I gave, both the runner-up and the, I guess, nominee, I did not because, Mark, in your case, for example... Both of these are found footage flicks in a way. Uh, I didn't recommend them simply because, hey, this is like a good movie, but because there is something that I think is interesting that you should see if you are a fan of the things that I know you are a fan of because it furthers the genre in some way. So I tried to go in a unique direction with that. I think we sure. can agree that, that was the case with uh, with Borderlands. And with this yep. one, the main reason is because this takes found footage as a whole and then boils that down into like this is a first person experience which is obviously a different application but i don't think you could argue it if it's into a different segment or it, it certainly isn't one that exists because there aren't enough <laughs> to create a full <laughs> segment of the genre yet so i'm putting in found footage yeah i can name exactly three it's this one yeah. into the void and stupidly enough doom <laughs> so to be clear i haven't seen this movie yet um yeah this doesn't does this purport to be finding any footage? Like, no, does this, this is... You're literally seeing someone's experiences through their eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's not like she's wearing a GoPro or something. Nope. No. You are her. You, you see her blink. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and actually, that part of it is really cool. I, I really like that aspect of it. I think this could be... Especially with like the wave of VR that's happening... This could be a very, very, very cool world to explore filmmaking-wise. And actually, I mean, yeah. that's what people said about Into the Void. Into the Void came out in, like, 2008 or something. Um, 
And that type of like personalized experience is so helpful to immersion most of the time that uh, it's you have to go like significantly out of your way to lose points there. You know what I mean? Like no matter what, no matter what's happening, it's going to be an immersive movie because you are someone. You're not watching someone do something. You are the person. But yeah. I feel like it's also got to be a step up, right? Because badass Billy just made people sick or whatever. Oh is yeah, hardcore, hardcore Henry. I forgot hardcore about that Henry. one. Yeah, I was close. You got the badass Billy. Right? Badass <laughs> Billy is going to be like the uh, the scary movie esque take on that one. Here's, yeah. here's the thing. I'm not going to get too far into the spoilers on You Are Not Alone. It's basically like a chick uh, coming back to her hometown from college on break to like see the fireworks show for 4th of July. And uh, she's like stalked by some serial killer guy. If this, I'll, I'll say this. If this movie were not first person and were like just your standard third person omnipresent movie, camera. Just a movie. Yeah. Holy shit, it would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it leans heavily on the gimmick. It leans, uh, well, yeah, I mean, to some extent. I, and it's it takes a, something that we've all seen a hundred times before in movies um, and adds a new a fresh new angle to it, and it works to some extent. The issue I have with it, the first half of the movie, it, it takes a, there's a long build for, to the action, to st- for the action to start. And that part of the movie is actually, like, super interesting, uh, and I yeah. loved it. And then once the action starts happening... It almost, to me, seemed like she was playing, like, a one-girl game of idiot horse, where every single thing she did, she had to, like, outdo herself by doing something even stupider than the last thing she did. And that part (laughs) really fucking took me out of it. Yeah, sure. So, overall, I I do actually think it was an interesting movie, and I'd probably recommend you watch it purely based off of the filmmaking aspects of it, which I think was why Jake recommended it to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said, I actually did, like, Borderlands a.k.a. The Final Prayer, which was Jake's other recommendation to me, a little bit better than this one, so. Okay. Sure, yeah. take it or leave it. And I, like, I don't disagree with you on really anything you said, Mark. I get the impression I like this movie more than you, and I don't think that I detracted from it as much because of the stupid decisions, because to me, she made no stupider decisions than what I've seen in almost any home invasion movie or slasher like i can think of like the two that come to mind based on the decisions she makes during the movie are halloween and the strangers and she makes no stupider decisions in this movie than any of the characters making those well so that's what i was gonna say like that's why the first half of the strangers is so refreshing because for a big chunk of that movie they do i think what is one of the smarter things you could do or certainly something i could see myself doing now that movie takes a hard turn yeah and i feel like that's what this does and i feel like what might be bothering mark is that because of the immersion that he's talking about with first person it is there's more of a juxtaposition there because you are like her and that sort of feeling of being her doing the stupid things is a little bit different than if you have a movie that might be more campy or anything to that degree. That's exactly what it is. You go from being like, so if you're watching someone make a decision, some part of your brain can be like, okay, I understand why they made that decision. Sometimes the strangers is a good example of times where like, that was a good decision. That was a terrible decision. Right. Um, (laughs) But when you're actually, like, seeing something through the eyes of someone that you are supposed to be, if you disagree with what they're doing, then it's... It's jarring. ...even more reality crashing, because you're like, yeah. I would def- I would do the opposite of what you're doing right now. 
Right. Sure, sure. So I guess where I disagree with you is that if this were the third person omnipresent, like omniscient viewer, would it be worse or would it be better? Because you wouldn't have that crossing of the wires experience. I think it would be I think it would be worse because it would be forgettable because we've seen that movie before. I got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting movie though. Uh, recommended simply because of the way it approaches something that we've seen so many times before. Is it so. available on VR? Like, if I had an Oculus Rift, I don't. But if I did, could I watch it on that? I don't probably. believe so. I mean, yeah. Okay. It's probably, you could probably, like, watch it on your fucking Galaxy cardboard Google thing, but you just Dude, be watching it. That shit's pretty immersive. That the I problem know, but with you that would just starts- have a screen and be black around your peripheral. Like, and big headphones on. Yeah, that works pretty well, but I got a big fat head and it starts to hurt after a little while because it's just cardboard <laughs> jamming into my temple. I don't know. I, you could you could definitely watch it that way. It's just not going to be like optimized I for VR. I might do that. Buy like a shitty pillowcase and kind of take off the hard edges, man. Just put some padding in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Jake. Uh, you, Jake, you want to go yeah, next? Yeah, Jake, you recommended that one to me. Why don't you take over? Yeah, sure. So... Because I recommended two for each of you, in a way, and you only recommended me one, I watched another movie that Jack just kind of backhandedly recommended, and I think it was to both of us, but in particular me, I watched Housebound. Yeah. And that, I... Th- I th- Go ahead, Jack. Why'd you recommend that one, and more so, specifically to me? You'll be surprised to learn this is another one I just stumbled across randomly on Netflix. Shocker. No way. <laughs> um... This movie I, I recommended because, one, it was genuinely surprising to me. Like, this movie I thought was delightful. It's very unique in what it is. Um, I think it's all very well put together. It's uh, pretty well made, well filmed. Uh, the characters are interesting, and it's just really surprising. It, um, it's it's kind of a weird take on a haunted house thing. We won't get into the spoilers or anything, but it's it's got a lot of stuff going on. And I just thought it was a lot of fun, and I wanted uh, you guys to see it because it's interesting. It's definitely a different one. It's an Australian movie. It's a New Zealand movie. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your wife's going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So the reason I, like, I agree with what you said to a degree. Uh, okay. I have a soft spot for Kiwi Flicks. I also lived there for a period of time. And I will say it was definitely in line with, like, a lot of the other horror movies I think of when I think of New Zealand horror, just in terms of some of the silliness that's going on. You think back to some of the old Peter Jackson joints, stuff like Brain Dead. uh, You think, fuck, even lately with Deathgasm, stuff like that has a silliness to it. Yeah. But where it broke from that, and I can understand why you would say it's refreshing, is that this is really applying the silliness to an old Dark House format. But I have a bit of a tough time with that because there's something that just works about the level of just ridiculousness and gore in both of the other two movies that I mentioned, whereas this, and really with any old Dark House movie or something that is slower paced, it kind of takes me out of it a bit when there's that level of silliness, and it almost led to a feeling of whimsy, I guess, is the best way I can describe it, which I felt a little out of place, and not to spoil it, but in particular, there's a character... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is whimsical as fuck. So yep. I did like it. I would recommend it for all the same reasons as Jack, but it just it's not the same as something like a splat stick in terms of the level of working in that regard. Uh, I might Definitely. also have not been in the right state of mind. That's ter- certainly a possibility, but uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, I don't know if I'd watch it again, I guess is the best way I can describe it. 
That's fair enough. And yeah, it wasn't like a, you know, one of my top movies of the year or anything like that. Sure. I just I just thought it was a pretty interesting little movie that I'd never heard a fucking thing about. Right. And yeah. I well put together better and than well that. shot. And yeah. pretty well and acted. It's, it's, it was actually if I were to go ahead and rate this, like the numbers would say good things and then I would probably from a synergistic standpoint bump it down a bit because of the weird kind of cerebral things that were firing in the wrong way for me. Sure. So sure. I, and I, maybe gotta ask that, I think that yeah. Is whimsy is whimsy the least synergistic emotion thing to to work with horror? <laughs> Probably. Okay. I don't really understand. I think so. I have the same qualms with something like The Orphanage. The Orphanage, I was going to yeah. say because that movie tries to be whimsical and it fucking ruined it. I think that there are similarities. Tried, what the fuck are you guys defining as whimsical? What is whimsical about that movie? Most the, almost everything. Except no. for maybe the it's, the game it's they mostly play. I think it's mostly it's, the the way the in which some of the score was applied. It had a very But also the way in score. which she scampers off into the darkness. Yeah. That's not whimsical, that's just funny. That's just who me? Don't mind me. I'm just <laughs> yeah, shoveling stuff. Bye. It became whimsical because of the way it was accompanied by the score at that point in time. It was whimsical. I don't think it was a whimsical movie on the whole. Not and nor do I think this was on the whole. However, it had its moments. Alright. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Glad you watched it. Yeah, Jack. Uh, yeah, so Jake, I watched uh, The Squad, uh, which the is squad. a movie you recommended to me. Yep. This one happened to be free on Shudder, if you have a Shudder subscription, which I think we can all recommend at this point. Shudder's legit. There are a ton of movies on Shudder, most of which are very well curated. They don't just throw any shit on there. Some of it is not going to be for <laughs> you, but I think that's more because they really cater to all of the many corners that exist within the greater horror genre. So you're going to find shit yeah. you like and shit you really don't. It's almost like they have a legitimate list of horror subgenres. It's crazy. <laughs> it's not <laughs> scientifically accurate, I'll tell case. you that much, Jack. Yeah, because ours is perfect. Ours so, is Jake, why did you recommend this movie to me? This movie, so I picked one for you, Jack, that fit into the people in the woods getting fucked with. And yep. I fit one in that, to me, is like the slow burn, psychological, for the most part, movie that is more along the lines of another movie that we watched last year that I knew you did like. And when I watched this... I had a very similar experience for the vast majority of its runtime that I had when I watched uh, Black Mountainside. So uh, I just yeah, wanted you I was to going to ex- guess that's what you're talking. I about. wanted you to experience that and be able to draw your own comparisons and areas where it contrasted. Definitely, and I appreciate that. I liked the recommendation. I was really happy to have watched this movie. Um, it's a Colombian movie, right? Yes, and it's essentially like a squad of commandos going to take back a military base that they think's been overrun by guerrilla soldiers yes not not g-o-r uh guerrilla yeah wait is this just like a sequel to the congo (laughs) um and when they get there shit is not as it seems correct um i thought this movie was really interesting to me because it was uh less than the sum of its parts in that when i think back on it i liked every aspect of it like, the character development was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. All the pieces of it worked really well. I think the story is overall pretty interesting. But then, when I think back on the experience of having watched it, it somehow feels less than that. Like, I didn't like it as much as all that stuff should dictate that I did. Okay. Is there I still any, liked it. Is there anything you can maybe point to for the listener as to, to why that might have happened for you? Um, I think it might be just that all the pieces of it I wanted to go maybe a little bit deeper on all of it. Like it feels a little bit fragmented. Hmm. 
um, in terms of it does a good job with the character development, but could go a little bit more and then has to sacrifice some of that to go do the weird psychological shit that it's doing, but it can't quite go all the way deep into that because it's got some other less psychological stuff going on. It just, it feels a little bit fragmented to me. There are certain Um, parts of this movie that go unexplained to an extent that you might be left flailing in the wind to make your comparisons, I think. Yeah. Uh, Conclusions is the word I was searching for there, not comparisons. (laughs) I'm good at, I'm good at words and things. Um, Words are hard. Yeah. So I can get what you're saying there, but I, you know, that's not a bad description. Like every single thing that we would rate a movie on, I thought this did pretty damn well um yeah i just might have had a better viewing experience as a whole than you i don't know yeah definitely um and and that's that's the weird kind of thing because i think as i look back on this more and more the visceral experience of having watched it will probably lessen and i'll just remember like what a quality movie this is (laughs) um so i think this one that'll get better in my head as time goes on yeah it's definitely worth watching if you kind of like the slow burn weird psychological shit um yeah does a lot of things really really well um and so I, I liked it. I was happy to have watched it. I want to jump in here. That movie is is a style of movie. I still haven't seen this, to clarify, but that style of movie is one which is totally a slave to what your like state of mind is when you're watching it. So I, I get what Jake oh, is saying. Totally, like, yeah. If you came into this one the right way, you could give it a 10. If you came in on like a bad day, you could give it like a 3, is what I'm sure. expecting. I absolutely think that's the case. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. kind of hard to be prompted, right? Like, I watched this... Like you do, Jack, with Netflix, I did the same with Shudder, and I just picked a movie, sure. uh, and it turned out to have been a big surprise for me, uh, which has been a theme with Shudder, again, to sing its praises, but yeah, I think that it's one of those that you probably have to be in the right mindset for, as is so typical with the more cerebral, psychological sort of flicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one question well, I do have about this. Is it subtitled, yeah. or is it in English, or how does it, it work? Is, it is subtitled. It is subtitled. Okay. So yeah. you will spend your time reading, but... <laughs> well, if if you're like me, you'll spend a lot of time fiddling around with the settings on Shutter because the movie starts, like, the opening credits and maybe even a little bit of the cold open starts with uh, Spanish text on the screen. <laughs> um, and I thought that it wasn't, like... I thought it was subtitling things in Spanish. Oh. I don't know if they were, like, what was going on. So I, I tried, like, three times I started this movie trying to get English subtitles to happen. Then I just gave it a couple of minutes and there were English subtitles. <laughs> when they actually started talking... <laughs> Yeah, that's generally a good litmus test for if the subtitles are working. (laughs) So there are, wait, hold up. There are Spanish subtitles when no one is talking. So here's what it is. At least when I watched it, there were like maybe the names of the characters or production companies or something kind of in the opening credits. But it was that kind of thing where there's like text that's moving along with the screen like how the animation's going but then there was text that looked like subtitles at the bottom that was also in spanish i don't read spanish so i don't know what that text said so i assumed it was just a subtitle of the text that was like moving with the graphics you don't read spanish huh i don't read spanish i can read it i just can't comprehend it (laughs) it's a thing from the league no i don't I, I mean, I, I need you to read the Japanese to me, then I can translate it. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, I think we're all through our our, our recommendations, right? That's the last we one. Are. What That's the fuck the... are we going to do for the fourth segment next week? This is effectively the end of this segment. Uh, what I want to do is let's circle back. We are each picking out of a bucket of three. Let's say what our favorite movie of those three that we were recommended to us 
was. Oh, God. That was a hard Ooh, sentence. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Jack, you started off since you were the last one to be talking. Probably the interior. Um, not overall, but for the parts in which it excels, I think it's, like, had the strongest elements of any of the horror movies I watched. Um, like, the the movie is a lot less good than those those individual bits, but I'm picking that, because that, that was my favorite movie that I watched of these three, I think. Okay, and Jake recommended uh, that one to you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how about you? I'm going to go with The Last Prayer. Uh, I honestly really liked their watching as well, but The Last Prayer edges it out a little bit purely because the subject matter is more interesting. I just like ghost movies more. And that's the one that's also Borderlands, right? Yes, The Last Prayer slash okay. Borderlands. That's the one with the uh, Vatican ghost-busting yeah, yeah, team. Yeah. Uh, it has its issues, and it makes some fucking bold choices, which is, I guess, the... Like that was what you guys recommended to me was just a bunch of movies that made very fucking bold choices. <laughs> uh, I like that one the most. So that was also a Jake recommend. So Jake's doing good so far. I win. Jake's killing it. Jake, how about you? What's your pick? Uh, is it something you recommended to yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it is actually. So <laughs> I definitely win this. Uh, <laughs> it was really close for me. I, I think that I actually, when I went through the exercise and rated these things for the purposes of the cutting room segment we do, I rated both. Uh, they look like people and Ratter the same. So it's kind of hard for me to pick one, but I think that if I had to go back and recommend one to someone looking for a horror movie, because that's what we do here, yeah. I would recommend Ratter. Yeah. Because of the same, simply because of the same thing that I was talking about when I gave my little snippet on They Look Like People. They Look Like People is a great film that has a lot of horror elements, and I think it's a horror film, but Ratter is a pure horror film sure whereas Absolutely. they look like people and it's the reason you recommended it to me jack isn't necessarily that so right I'm, I'm just breaking the tie by pure means of what i would recommend to someone looking for horror gotcha yeah nice. suck it jack fuck you mark <laughs> i think that well now that we're getting mad at each other should we just get the fuck out of here yeah. Let's get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, let's get out of I'm here. I'm getting angry with Mark. I know. So this has been episode 24 now of the A to Z Horrorcast. Uh, to check out everything we have going on, head over to A to Z Horror.com. As always, that's A hyphen Z Horror.com. Uh, go give us a look on Twitter. We're at A to Z Horror or hang out with us on the Horror Amino app. And, you know, let us know what you guys thought of the movie in the comments or ask us any questions, recommend movies that we could watch moving forward. And you guys know the drill by now. Uh, click the like button if you like the podcast. That really helps us out. <laughs> and if you're new, clicking on that subscribe button is really a good idea because we're coming at you with reviews every single week, or at least we try. Jack, cough. We're Jack. doing it. We're Unless doing your it. fucking internet doesn't work. <laughs> and while you're at it, check out everything else that the Phantom Podcast Network and downrightcreepy.com have going on. There's a lot over there. Uh, so for next week on the A to Z Horrorcast... We have another Jack movie, I think. Are we back to oh, you? Oh, yeah. This was the Jack thing. Jack's yeah. gonna Jack is going to try to connect what is definitively a classic, I think is safe to say, to this fucking shit show that Mark Dead recommended. <laughs> We're checking out A Nightmare on Elm Street. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, the ambiance, dickhead.